Good morning. Nice to be back with you again on a beautiful morning. We'll begin to worship God together by singing to his praise. I trust with our lips and with our heart. In Psalm 91, Psalm 91 in the Scottish Psalter, from verse 1 through to verse 6, I would ask you to notice in particular the second line of verse 2. He is my refuge still. Psalm 91, Scottish Psalter, verses 1 to 6. Let us speak to God together in prayer. And Lord, that's something that we cannot do in our own strength. And yet it's something that you ask us to do. And it's amazing that you would do so 
Amazing that you would hear us because of what we are and because of how great and how you are eternal. That uh, a few folk in a room in a little place are heard in the courts of heaven. Bring each of us and all of us together to say we are sorry for our sin. To know what godly repentance is. For in everything we have sinned even in the way we sing the psalm and the way our mind goes elsewhere our lips can be using words and that our hearts and minds can be far away bring each of us and all of us together to say indeed with the words of that psalm that you are our refuge our fortress our sheltering place that we would be under the shelter of your wings knowing that your faithfulness is a shield for us you have asked us and we plead that promise to ask for the help of the Holy Spirit this morning to take of the things that are Christ's and make them known to us in a way that would bring us to thankfulness and thankful amazement at what you have done what you are doing and what you will yet do deliver us from forgetting that you see us in a way that we don't see ourselves in a way that we don't see each other man looks on the outward appearance are we respectably dressed are we sitting quietly but you look on the heart and you know whether we are engaged in this act of worship we are professing to do so as we stand to sing but grant that we would be drawn to do so and that we would say of Jesus he is all my salvation and all my desire we commit to you the cares of our community and our nation <coughs> many of these cares press in upon us as we follow the news on our screens and the Middle East and in Ukraine and in many other parts of the world and in the the depression and anxiety there is in our communities the stresses that people seem to be under increasingly and we cast these cares upon you we pray for guidance and your help as we come to read your word sing your praise and hear your word preached that we would know what your word does the entrance of it into our heart and mind brings life and peace and help and hope pity us and pardon us for Jesus sake Amen Let us continue to sing to God's praise in Psalm 62 and it's again from the Scottish Psalter Psalm 62 and you'll not be surprised to uh, hear me ask you to pay particular attention to verse 7. We're going to sing from verse 5 through to verse 8. And verse 7 
has this wonderful phrase again in God my rock is of my strength my refuge most secure my refuge I wonder what that conveys to your mind and mine in our previous psalm this morning we sang these words under the sheltering under his sheltering wings and I was sent a picture earlier this week of the tombstone of the late Reverend Alec Mateer some of you will be aware who he is or who he was and these are the words that were inscribed by his family on his tombstone and these were the words by which he finished virtually every letter I ever had from him under his sheltering wings we'll sing Psalm 62 verses 5 to 8 and anybody else who's prepared to listen refuge that's an important word it's uh, a shelter perhaps you know something of it in recent days when it's absolutely been bucketing rain and uh, wind and you wanted something to protect you from that perhaps you got out an umbrella but it wasn't much good with the wind perhaps you were glad to get to the bus shelter it was okay but it was cold and then you got home you got home and the door was closed and the family was there and there was warmth and there was food and there was comfort well in life we all need a shelter 
for the worries and troubles and trials and disappointments of life. And one of the big troubles that we have is something that's inside that nobody else sees. You know when you've disappeared your mother. You know when you've said something that's wrong. Your conscience, this thing that's in you, speaks to you and says, Now, William, you should not have done that. Now, William, you sinned. We need a shelter for that. We need a shelter for the, or a refuge for the uncertainties of life. And the message of the children's little talk this morning is that God is the refuge. He's always there. He's always strong. He's always listening. And we're told there in First Peter, cast all your cares or anxieties in him because he cares for you. All your cares? Now you all have them. We all have them. And how do we do it? We pray. We sang it there to one another and to God. Did you notice it? I'm asking your conscience. Did you hear it in the psalm? You saw it on the screen. You perhaps have it on your memory. You sang it or heard it sung. Before him pour out your heart. God is our refuge. Tell him. That's the shelter. That is the shelter. When do you need the shelter? All the time. How do you get the shelter? You abide in him. How do you get the refuge? You speak to him. God is our refuge. Now I want you. Are you hearing me? To remember this. Psalm 46 verse 1. God is our refuge. Oh, one, one person's got it right. What about the rest of you? Let's say the verse together. Psalm 46, verse 1. Say it with me. God is our... Are you didn't say it very good. But it doesn't matter how you said it, as long as it's in your heart. But we must realize that God is our refuge. Now, the last time I was here, I issued a challenge. Some of you may remember... And the challenge was that everybody who could repeat the shorter catechism answer, 21, to the question, who is the redeemer of God's elect, would get a book. Now, I know that one or two or three or maybe even more. This is for, this is for under 15 years old in case all the old folks who know it off by heart. Right. And if you have said it, repeated it to your mum, or your dad, or somebody, I think I know of two people who did do it. There's a book out there for you, so if you come to the table, and you're not going to be asked to repeat it, but there's a book there for you. The only Redeemer of God's elect. If you have it, and if you don't have it, and don't know it, go and learn it. Question... 21 in the Shorter Catechism. Okay, we're going to read a chapter now. And it's a short chapter. And it's a very interesting chapter. And it's about the cities of refuge. And it's Joshua chapter 20. 
Then the Lord said to Joshua, Say to the people of Israel, Appoint the cities of refuge, of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the manslayer who strikes any person without intent or unknowingly may flee there. They shall be for you a refuge from the avenger of blood. He shall flee to one of these cities and shall stand at the entrance of the gate of the city and explain his case to the elders of that city. Then they shall take him into the city and give him a place and he shall remain with them. And if the avenger of blood pursues him, they shall not give up the manslayer into his hand because he struck his neighbor unknowingly and did not hate him in the past. And he shall remain in that city until he has stood before the congregation for judgment, until the death of him who is high priest at that time. Then the manslayer may return to his own town and his own home, to the town from which he fled. So they set apart Kadesh in Galilee in the country of Naphtali, and Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kerjatharba, that's Hebron, in the hill country of Judah, and beyond the Jordan east of Jericho. They appointed Bezer in the wilderness on the table land, from the tribe of Reuben and Ramoth in Gilead, and from the tribe of Gad and Golan in Bashan, from the tribe of Manasseh. These were the cities designated for all the people of Israel and for the strangers sojourning among them, that anyone who killed a person without intent could flee there so that he might not die by the hand of the avenger of blood till he stood before the congregation. And may God help us to learn something and remember something of his word as we read it together. And again we'll turn to sing from Sing Psalms this time, Psalm 142, Psalm 142 from Sing Psalms, and we're going to sing from verse of the whole psalm. And I would ask you to notice verse 5, the last two psalms. We made reference to the line referring to refuge. And this verse has something which conveys the same message. Hiding place. Verse 5. You are my hiding place. Verses 1 to 7, Psalm 142, to God's praise.
With God's help, we would like to consider the chapter we read, along with other parts of the Bible that refer to these cities of refuge, particularly Numbers 35, and to have in the background of my mind and yours something that God is saying to us in the book of Hebrews. Flee for refuge to the hope set before you in the gospel and you need and I with you to hear that and to do that I would like to look at firstly the names of the six cities now names of cities have significance Perhaps some of you have visited Oxford. Why is it called Oxford? Because that's where oxen used to ford the river. They used to go across the river. Then think of Chester. What does Chester mean? A fort. Sirenchester, Colchester, Manchester. What about Plymouth. What about Eyemouth? They're at the mouth of that piece of geography. Places have significant names which have meaning, even Inverness. The mouth of the River Ness, coming from Loch Ness. So firstly we would like to look at the names of the six cities. And what they teach us about the place of refuge. And you can see afterwards today that this morning's sermon was sixes and sevens. Because there are six cities. And then there are seven ways in which these cities point us to Christ's provision for us in the gospel. But first of all a story. Perhaps some of you have read the story or heard it, The Miracle on the River Kwai. It's a a book that was written about American prisoners of war who were in dire straits in prison. They were building a railroad. The prison officers handed out the shovels every morning and they counted them. And they counted them last thing at night one shovel is missing the guard shouted had the prisoners sold one of the shovels for food who is guilty who has lost or given or sold a shovel no one stood no one volunteers If no one confesses to what they've done, you're all going to be shot. No one moved. Bring in the soldiers. Load the bullets. And just then, one Australian stood up. And he stood forward. And he was shot. Later that evening, the Guards again counted the shovels and there was none missing. What had that man done? He had given his life for his colleagues. He had given his life for his friends. And Jesus has given his life for his enemies. The names of the cities. First one, Kadesh, means holy. Holy, free from and opposite to sin. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Come with me in your mind's eye and walk past Calvary that day. Poor man, what in the wide world has he done? He's naked. What a sight. His face is all twisted. And you're telling me he's holy? Hear him cry 
All day long, my God, to thee I cry, yet I am not heard. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And you tell me he's holy. Yes, holy, harmless, undeviled, without spot or blemish. He is the holy child, Jesus. He is Kadesh. Yet he was made sin. Your sin, friend. Your sin. Your sin. On him. At Calvary's tree. The Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. What is ours became his. And what is his became ours. Kadesh. Second city is Shechem. Shoulder. Shoulder, we are told, means strength or power. Isaiah 9 tells us that the government is on his shoulders. Come back to Calvary. Not much power he has. Not much can he do. He's defeated. He's rejected. He's despised. His arms and his legs. He's nailed to that tree. Strength and power. Is that true? Yes, sure it is. Because there he was triumphing over evil, sin, death and the devil. And he cried, Victory! It is finished. Do you need, do you, do you, do you need a, a shoulder to cry on? Well, here's the strong shoulder. Here's the strong shoulder. Broad, a strong soldier. Cast your burden on the Lord, and what a refuge this is. Kadesh. Powerful. Third city is called Hebron, which we're told means togetherness or fellowship. Look at Calvary. What togetherness? Did you say fellowship? He's all alone, man. They all forsook him. They fled, even his followers left him. All he has for company is two despots. But in his presence, today, in his church, in the gathering of his people, in the singing of his praise, he's here. And you can say, I trust and pray that you can. With John in chapter 1 verse 3, truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we can go on our way singing, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. Yea, though I walk in this valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. The fifth one is Bezer. Bezer. No, number five. Carrying correcting me again. It's not good. Good that somebody's listening. Number four, Beezer. Fort. Fort. Strong. Beezer. Fort. Strong. Protection. Strong walls. Proverbs 18, verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Psalm 18, verse 2. My fortress is the Lord. 
Isaiah 26 verse 1 Salvation hath he appointed for walls and bulwarks Trust ye in the Lord forever For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength What a refuge And I was thinking this week About a lovely story Which has some bearing on the place The fort that Jesus is The refuge that he is it's about John Brown of Haddington Lived outside Edinburgh He was a very effective pastor He visited particularly those who were dying And this day he was visiting Mary Who was on her deathbed Motionless In her home And he went to Mary's bedside and said to her Mary you're ready for glory Won't it be wonderful to be welcomed By the everlasting arms of Jesus No response She didn't move She didn't respond at all So a minute or two later John Brown said to her Mary What would you say If at the last You lost your hold of him and he lost his hold of you. She sat up. She said, Minister, you should never say that and find you can. And he said, How's that, Mary? Well, she said, He would have more to lose. All I would lose is my soul. But he would lose his honor She knew That his word and his promise And he was a safe Fortress Number five Aramoth High, exalted You don't see it Born in a stable A mere carpenter He's only got a handful of followers And one of them's not up to much People use his name as a swear word He was led as a lamb to the slaughter How can you say that he is high, exalted? Listen to Philippians 2 verse 9 God hath highly exalted him And given him a name that is above every name That at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow Acts 5.31 Christ is exalted a prince and a saviour at God's right hand to give repentance and remission of sins. We are told in Isaiah that chapter to make mention that his name is exalted to cry out and shout thou inhabitant of Zion. Praise his name, worship, live for him. Be thou exalted very high Above the heavens, O oh God. Can you echo that? Is that in your disposition? Is that your soul's bent? I want Christ to have the chief place in every thought, word, and deed, and decision. To be for Christ and not for another. Ramoth, the sixth. Is Golan I hope you're asking what Golan means Well it means joy 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 How he wept How he suffered as he looked on the city that was going to murder him How he cried at the grave of Lazarus Perhaps you're looking for joy friend Results of exams Of medical tests Is your target achieved? Your plans? Are you disappointed? Perhaps you're looking for joy Here it is All that thrills my soul is Jesus At thy right hand Are pleasures evermore 
Then will I to God's altar go to God my You know it You can finish the line God my chiefest joy Rejoice in the Lord Joy unspeakable in thy salvation We will joy You've lost it you had it. I remember. I remember under the preaching of the word. At the throne of grace. In his praise. Being full of joyful enthusiasm. I've lost it. Where's it gone? Well here's a verse for you. Psalm 51. <coughs> Restore me. Thy salvation's joy. I want it again. I want to go back and know what it is to Jesus. And children, most of you, well all of you I trust, know how to spell joy. J-O-Y. Jesus and you and nothing in between. Joy. Or the other definition is Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. Joy. Six cities of refuge. Kadesh meaning holy. Shechem meaning shoulder. Hebron meaning fellowship. Bezer a fort. Ramoth exalted. And Golan joy. Now that's just Half of it, isn't it? I said sixes and sevens. Am I taking too long? Oh, I'll manage, I think. Seven ways in which these cities encourage you to run, to flee for refuge. The cities were the only place of refuge. Verse 3, those who had taken life were to flee there when pursued by the avenger of blood. There was no safety in knowing that there was a road. No safety in the intention, I'll go there. No, no safety in being nearly there. <coughs> had to flee to get in there. You had to go there. What is hunting us? What is our avenger? The justice of God. What every sin deserves. In everything we sin. The murderers on the road. And he asked him, what are you doing? He's on the road. I'm running. I'm running from the avenger. I'm running to the city. Fear of deserved wrath. And hope of undeserved mercy. You deserve wrath. And you don't deserve mercy. If God's wrath and God's law and God's justice find us out of Christ, the reality is eternal death. There is safety in the city. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus knowing about it is not good enough intention to use it to go there is not enough S number two the cities were accessible numbers 35 verses 13 and 14 tells us this that these cities were on a hill there were six of them spread out so that they were accessible to people. Anybody could get there in half a day. That's before there was motorbikes and cars. Half a day's walk or run, you would get into the city. 
So it is in the gospel, friend. Christ is at hand. Do I hear someone say, I don't see him? Do I hear you say, how can I find him? Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. How near is he? He's near to all that call on him. He is not far from any one of us. We need that refuge, that place of safety, urgently. That's the terms of the gospel. Prove me now herewith. Acquaint now thyself with God. Come now and let us reason together. I remember my brother Kenneth had, when he was working in Inverness, he had a serious tummy problem and he wasn't getting help but I knew a man in teen Runcy was his name and I'd heard of this man and what he did for people with tummy ache Mr Runcy was a fine Christian he's dead now so I said to Kenneth go and see Mr Runcy and he did and he was better He had to go to Tain. All you have to do is go in your heart and mind and say, Jesus, I need you as my refuge. Thirdly, the cities were God's appointment. Verse 2, God told them. Deuteronomy 19 verse 3 he said prepare the roads you'd be interested some of you might be interested in that I was anyway they interested in the roads they had to clear the roads every year to check them up eh? I wonder where they're looking for potholes they wouldn't have far to go looking for them here but they had to check up in the roads and you know how wide the roads were this is from the Talmud the Hebrew manuscript these roads were twice the width of the single roads in the north of Scotland they were 48 feet wide but they had to keep them clear they had to make sure that these roads were in good order they were God's appointment and what is God's appointment? I am the way the truth and the life no man comes to the father but by me this is my beloved son there is none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved they were places the only place of refuge they were accessible they were God's appointment number four the cities were the priests cities you'll see that more particularly in numbers 35-28 they would remain safe as long as the priests lived who is your high priest who takes care of us with God who intercedes for us it is Jesus and he ever lives to make intercession for us he will never die so that we have in this city of refuge Jesus Christ eternal life a month ago Karen and I were through in Loch Karen and we took a little time to go to the graveyard there and if you've ever never been to go it's a wonderful graveyard there are lots of graves there of people who are famous in the highland evangelical tradition and some of them who are there who we uh, some of us knew and i took a picture of these gravestones and i was looking at one of them one of these gravestones today 
And this is what's written on that gravestone. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. Whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And it finishes with a question. The question that's in the scripture. The question that's from Jesus. Do you believe this? John 11:25. It's the grave of Jackie and Elma Ross. Go and see it. But that's less important than listening to what it says. Do you believe it? Because I live, ye shall live else also, friend. At one stage it was red wine and no salt. Then it was exercise and sun. Then it was no sun and more vegetables or prunes. That's not eternal life. Eternal life is here. For sinners. Number five. And in that city there was an abundant provision food a drink and a place to stay they had to have plenty provision so that they would never run short and so it is in the city of refuge that is Jesus Christ my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus never runs dry the lions the young lions might be hungry might be surprising it would be but they who seek the Lord will not lack any good Number six, the cities were for all. It's in both chapters, the children of Israel and for the visitor. Anyone is the word used in Numbers 35. All are welcome to Christ. And isn't that the, isn't that the language of the gospel? Everyone is welcome. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Whosoever let him Whosoever will, let him come and take the water of life freely. And there all our excuses and all our questions are answered. But I'm ignorant. But I'm so bad. I've refused it before. I've no background. I thought my background was everything. But, 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 there's no but. Anyone. Whosoever. And then finally. Where was the safety? You'll find it in Numbers chapter 35, 26 and 27. Where was their safety? Even in the borders. As soon as you were in, you were safe. The limits. The limits, the borders. Where are the borders? The borders are the place that's nearest the outside. And where is that? In the gospel dispensation. Where is the borders of the refuge place that is Jesus? It's in his mercy. And his mercy is reaching you. You're at the border. Or you're in. And if you're at the border, you are in. Even those who on his mercy do, by hope, themselves betake. I remember in my own experience, finding it helpful 
these words as many as touched him as many as touched him as many as touched him were made perfectly whole even those who on his mercy do by hope themselves betake therefore friend I encourage you no it's much more than that God encourages you to do what it says in Hebrews 6 verse 18 flee for refuge to the hope set before you in the gospel the cities are like the provision in the gospel they were accessible they were God's appointment they were the priest cities and it's interesting that they were safe in the, in, in the city until the priests died we're told that as long as the priests lived that's good eh because as long as our high priest lives we're safe he ever lives to make intercession there was abundant provision the cities were for all and where were you safe in the borders you were safe if you were there and I pray and trust that there's no one here who's not doing what the Bible tells you and doing what the Bible tells us to do to make mention that his name is exalted let us pray Lord thank you for these pointers to you being our refuge and all that that entails we pray for our families we pray for those who we would love to be sitting beside us and who aren't we pray for our community round about grant that we would live as those who have found a place of refuge and are saying to them come here I'll tell you what he did for my soul that we would know what it is to cast all our cares upon you we pray for the congregation here and as they begin to search for a pastor Lord lead them all in that we pray for Malcolm McLean in his duties as interim moderator and for the leadership here and for a vacancy committee in due course we pray today for help in this time of need and give us to know that you have promised to supply all our needs prepare us for eternity and grant that we would be able to say in answer to that question do you believe this that we would say yes wholeheartedly and pardon us for Jesus sake Amen we'll conclude by singing Psalm you'll know who it is I'm sure you thought so wonder he hasn't used it already Psalm 46 we're going to sing from verses 1 to 7 and I got I was able to persuade one or two of you to repeat the first line earlier on but I trust you will all repeat it and sing it and know it as we sing verses 1 to 7 together
Lord, we ask that you would give us a smile in our heart. And yes, on our faces, as we have professed to you these words, the God of Jacob is our refuge. What a refuge. May each of us go into whatever today and the future holds with an increasing confidence that you are indeed our refuge. For Jesus' sake.